Welcome to Mark Mar Show, where myself and other industry leaders who I talk to to help you take your business to the next level. In the show, you're going to find a lot of helpful tips and tricks that you can utilize in your business. That way you can take it to the next level. So without any further ado, let's get right to it, where I'm going to be sharing a lot of valuable information with you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this podcast. And here I have two wonderful, amazing people here and whose names is Nikki and Manny. And I am absolutely thrilled to have them here because they have been podcasting for a while and they want to share the story, how they got started and stuff like that and all the journey that went through it. So Nikki, please introduce yourself first and then we go on to Manny. Hi, everyone. This is Nikki Trends. I'm one of the hosts of Bubble Bath Stories. How's it going? My name is Manny Oso, and I'm the second host, the co-host of <laughs> Bubble Bath Stories. Awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about how did you come out with this podcast name, and then we can go from there. Like well, what, not, what, what, what in, came about Like when you say, hey, I want to call my show this? So the funny story was that we actually had to always find a place to hide from our landlord. <laughs> Um, our neighbors are like so intrusive and we just always found it found our way to the bathroom to hide to have all our conversations and stuff where nobody could hear us nobody could tell whatever we were talking about and that's where we would gripe for 10 to 15 minutes and it would always be a conversation that we would start but we would never actually end it because 10 to 15 minutes later we're like let's get out of the bathroom now (laughs) and so we started this this podcast where the whole concept is starting a conversation a 10 to 15 minute podcast where we bring it up and it gives you the listener something to talk about when you see your friends again or whoever it is that you speak to throughout the day we call it bubble bath stories because that's where we are we're in the bathroom having this conversation (laughs) and it's, it's also like it would be one of those situations <laughs> where we, you know, we live in New York. We have a small apartment. Basically, all of our conversations were happening with the bathroom door open. And it just became like this running, this yeah. kind of running gag, this running joke. And it's also kind of relaxing. Like for me, I always felt like the bathroom was solitude to get away from everybody. Um, I grew up with two older sisters. I have a younger sister, college dorm. It was just like, you're common areas all the time. And so to kind of get a break from everybody would be the bathroom and you know, what's more relaxing than a bubble bath. And so it kind of, it became kind of like our almost conference room, you can say, for us to just sit and talk about our day and like thoughts and funny conversations. Uh, I remember one time we were talking about uh, tax breaks for superheroes and what that would look like and what kind of taxes you know, Batman would have to pay. Versus Spider-Man. <laughs> and like, you know, Superman, for instance, does he get to write off all his suits that he just rips off? <laughs> like, thing, it would be conversations like that. And so we we kind of went back. Uh, I would go back the next day and just talk about these stories to my coworkers. And just seeing the reactions and how, you know, they would laugh and their thoughts on it and how they would engage with me in the conversation we just figured this would be such a great thing to just put out there in a podcast form. Wow. I'm just really curious to know, like, what was <laughs> one of the interesting conversation in your bathtub you had? 
we pretty much laid out all the best ones and said we got to make an episode about this yeah okay. we got to make an episode about this <laughs> so there was there was um one so so whatever whichever one that you comes to your mind at this very moment like this that was the greatest one that we had so far we'll share that one that's really good. To be honest, it, it had to be the, the uh, tax situation that, that brought up the whole bubble bath story concept. Because okay. it was tax season. We we're both fresh into doing our taxes for that time period. And I came across an article where it actually broke down um, Spider-Man and Batman's tax situations as superheroes. And they were talking about how basically Spider-Man would not actually be able to afford to be a superhero because he's a <laughs> freelance photographer and it broke down how much money they actually make. And then it broke down how rich Batman would actually have to be to afford all the things that he does. <laughs> so it started talking about all the actual philanthropy he would have to be involved in in order to not be suspected of being the one person buying all this superhero material. <laughs> Holy God. So how do you actually go into that much depth about so, this anything? It's like a lot. It's a lot of, you know, when you're online and you uh -huh. click on one link and it just right. takes you through a rabbit hole of links. So right, Manny right? Is, That's what I do. So yeah. So Manny's definitely the researcher of the two of us. He, I mean, you give him one topic and he goes into this deep dive, this rabbit hole of just information. Like we can't watch a movie without him. Wikipedia one like scene and then that one scene you know has another link to uh the history and what they're trying to say and then the actor and what happened with that actor and, the and then all of a sudden <laughs> i'm looking up an article about the director's father and what inspired him to make this movie <laughs> holy cow wow yeah. yeah so you know when he's really quiet when we're watching something he's really quiet i'm like, yeah, you're like what you're, are you you're looking up? up about the producer aren't you and i'm like yeah i just found out that his father died and <laughs> And that's why they call the company Miramax. I mean, it, it does great for trivia nights, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Right. You want me on your team for trivia night. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, yeah, that's a, wow, that's a great segue because, like, I, I didn't think about it because, like, you have, like, two people who are hosting this podcast. So how do you separate your responsibilities, I guess, podcasting? So, I guess, we know what he does. He does the researching part. So, Nikki, what do you do? So because I, I work in television, I'm a coordinator by trade. So I do a lot of like paperwork and budgeting and travel and all that stuff. So I'm around producers all the time. I'm around these people who create stories. And so my, my, what I bring to the table is when he has an idea or we both have an idea about a story, I'm the one saying, okay, so what, what makes this interesting? What's the angle that we're going to, um, what's the angle here? Like, yeah, we could talk about anything, but what's the angle? What's going to get people, you know, going? And I remember uh, we were at Coachella and I came across this article about this white woman who was opening up an Asian restaurant and she called it um, the best clean Chinese food or it was something like that. And he and I watch a lot of Seinfeld and we're always like, oh, there's this episode would not, you know, age well. And one of the episodes is the Donna Chain, which anybody who watches Seinfeld, um, and if you don't, it's about this white woman oh. who, her name is Donna Chain. From Long woman, Island. And everybody thinks she's this wise Asian uh, woman, and she's not. <laughs> so okay. we, when we were reading about this article, because, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, Manny's Mexican, and so he is first generation. And so when we go to Spanish, Spanish restaurants, it's, we're always curious to see who's in the kitchen. And so when we were reading this article about this woman who, 
her intention was to say you can still have your best Chinese food. It's just in a healthier, a healthier manner. But it got all convoluted with all the, um, with the marketing basically. Okay. And so when we were reading about it, I, I was like, we have to talk about this on the show. And he was like, well, why? I was like, because think about it. You know, it's this, it's in East New York. You know, everyone knows the best Chinese restaurants are usually the whole hole in the wall ones. Like mm-hmm. nobody's eating Chinese food because it's a healthy option. It's basically comfort food. And then what Manny did was he went into this deep dive of like, well, the history of Chinese food and what it really was. Like, obviously if you go to China, it's not, the food there is nothing like it is here. Well, and absolutely. So, it's, not, um, it's not authentic, obviously, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's really to assimilate to America and their un- unhealthy eating habits. And so right. also with Manny being Mexican, it also, I do a lot of question asking. So my thing for him was, how would you feel if a white person was running a Mexican restaurant? Like, <laughs> is that cultural appropriation in, in a sense? And right. then all of a sudden we start a conversation about that, cultural yeah. appropriation. <laughs> and so, you know... Um, you we did we you know we're doing deep di- a deeper dive into the article and and just having this personal conversation that Spanish people in America and like what it mean what our food means to us and what it would feel like to have a white person cook that food what and what if it's better you know what yeah. if it's better than and the food our mom makes and better. yeah right. and so you know my my thing is kind of that it's like how do we create the story without bashing it like what are we bringing to the table what information are we bringing to our listeners what what are we doing to engage the conversation amongst our listeners um so that's what i bring to the table and when it comes to me um i mean i definitely would have to say i'm the person who does the speaking um I'll bring, I'll bring in the guests. I'll, I'll look for people who yeah. are interesting. I'll look for people that have good stories that have to do with whatever subject we're talking about. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll talk to anybody. I once spoke to a uh, person who's part of the, a scientist. <laughs> yes. who is wow. part of the, uh, yeah, there's this guy who works for the um, particle accelerator over in Long Island. And mm-hmm. I tracked him down, spoke to him, and actually had him on an episode of this other podcast that I was doing about superheroes. And so, yeah. So I was going to speak in a podcast. So how do people find find out about you? Like, how do they go about searching your podcast? What's the name of your podcast? So can you share that? Yeah, sure. So Bubble Bath Stories, you can find where you find all your favorite podcasts. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Overcast, uh, Radio Public. Um, Anchor FM. We use Anchor to actually broadcast it to all these these platforms. Okay. Yeah, and it's been really it's really been helpful because if you're just starting out, it pretty much does it all for you. Yeah, it's uh, been. Um, I do. You know, we use our iPad or our phone to to record, and you know, they have you know music that we can interlude and voice memo it, it's been really helpful for us because starting a podcast one can be very scary yeah right. um cool. it's a lot of equipment that people think you have to have and, and it's intimidating because yeah. you keep thinking to yourself well who's gonna want to listen and you, you're right. really surprised sometimes of the people who do we got a listener over in africa actually yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So that was. I mean, it's, it is really interesting. Like when I started this whole podcast, and then I'm like maybe four, uh, four or five episodes into it, and then I realized how powerful 
it becomes when you start sharing yourself because you not only communicating it, obviously you're communicating with the people that you want to communicate with your target market, but then there are other people around the whole world that get to tap into you and then you get to change their lives. It's like amazing. Like, wow. Sometimes I get these like emails like, hey, I'll just listen to your podcast, even though it's like six episodes same. They're like, oh, yeah. I'll listen to your podcast. It was helpful. And thank you so much for creating. I'm like, I didn't know that our, a, a <laughs> one single power podcast could change people's life. It's like, wow, it's so powerful. And not to mention the fact that it is easiest to create content. So it's like you, like always say, it's like, if you want to create a podcast, think of like, pick up a phone, talk to your friend and you're recording it. That's it. That's podcast yeah. for me. It's something interesting that I've noticed too is how nervous people get to talk to talk so you know obviously we you know friends of ours that we they're, they're always like yeah i want to i want to do it and then when they're on it they get it's almost like a camera's on them and they don't know what to do and we're just like just relax relax we're just having a conversation you know it, it is funny we actually had an episode where because we were talking about the whole vaping epidemic that's happening in the country okay. right now and we had on the episode a dealer from over here in new york and he was, and if you meet him, the guy is obviously like a tough, like a tough kind of looking guy. You know, he doesn't really take any crap from people. But mm-hmm. then as soon as recording started, it, he was like, do I sound okay? Do I sound all right? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, don't worry, relax. Just be, just be yourself. Yeah. Like, right. How did that sound? <laughs> right, right, right. So like even the, I swear, the toughest person in the world doesn't want to hear their own voice. But it's therapeutic sometimes, you know, when you have something on your mind, you just got to like let it out. If you don't have anybody to talk to about it, you know, like it just, it can be, it just bothers you to not say it. Yeah. And then on the other side, being a listener, because now it's got me listening to more podcasts. When you hear somebody else saying something that you had on your mind, you're like, oh my God, somebody gets me. (laughs) Exactly. And I think one of the the reasons why that particular person, gentleman who was from a car dealership, whatever, is because the society itself has this vision. When you get on a platform, you should always sound professional. Like yeah. you got to talk like certain way, you got to dress like certain way, and that's how people are going to respond to you and respect you. But on the flip side of it, as as a listener, like for example, if you listen to any podcasts, right, which one do you connect or relate to more? The one that sounds professional or one that's real? Real. One that sounds real. Yeah. Totally. And tell me why. Tell me why. I'm just curious. I know the answer, but I'm just curious. Your answer. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the conversation podcasts. Right. Um, whenever it's something that's like they're trying to teach you, I don't, I'm not a big fan of two people debating the subject. Um, I'll give you an example on the NPR has a lot of like 10, 20 minute podcasts where they bring a subject and they just talk about that and they don't have anybody giving a different opinion yeah. or a different <laughs> educational opinion or anything like that. Those I enjoy. And then the ones where there's actually two people talking, I enjoy things like, for example, the Joe Rogan podcast where they're just speaking to each other, just having a conversation and it just ends up going for either an hour or two hours, but because it's just a conversation, you know, like, so when you're talking about a real conversation, I prefer those. And if you're talking about something where they're trying to teach you, I just want to know what the what the opinion is and that's it you know i don't want to hear somebody argue about whether that's right or whether that's wrong i think right. for me i mean my podcast cho- my podcast cho- cast choices are more of like true crime and okay. story 
But when I'm listening, let's say to morning like radio when I'm getting up in the morning or when I'm listening to interviews with celebrities, my take is I want something real. Like I don't care about who is your inspiration for this, you know, song. I want to know like why you said this about this artist or what made you decide to take this route or what's your backup plan or what like I want a real conversation. And I also want to be able to feel like I'm a part of the conversation because there's definitely been times where I am talking <laughs> and right. on the radio where I'm like, oh, what? That's dumb. Like, what? That, I like to feel that. Like, I want to feel like I'm a part of it and I, I want to, like, be there to tell them, no, that's crazy. Like, I can't even believe that. You know, like, I want to laugh with that. I just want to feel like I'm a part of it. And I think when we were coming up with that, we were very that's what we wanted to do we want people to yell at us and laugh at us and tell us we're wrong and you know we welcome any kind of criticism because really what all that's saying is you guys we're starting a conversation and everything needs a conversation like things need to be talked about you know you can't keep sweeping things under the rug and expect something to change or for someone's outlook to change and to be honest when you hear podcasts where Let's say you have a, a professional, like an author or a policymaker on there, and they're just having a regular conversation, not that they're trying to like throw information down your throat. I mean, if you have your, if you have your AirPods on or if you have your headphones on, you got it on your phone, it's an intimate experience where you're just listening. It's just you listening to these two people talk. So when you have these podcasts where they're just having conversations and you hear somebody like Bernie Sanders just having a regular conversation, not talking about his policies or anything, just talking about his day-to-day activity. It just it humanizes people. Yeah. That is that is a perfect way to put it. Humanize. I like that. That phrase is awesome. Like <laughs> I that never I mean thought about it. that's per- put it perfect. I'm gonna definitely steal it. Humanize. <laughs> yeah, absolutely like which is happening right now. It's just a conversation between yeah. two yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so if somebody who is starting out, right? Like for example, put yourself wherever you however long you've been doing. Let's just say day one when you started. Obviously you guys were I don't know what you guys were feeling at the time. Can you explain how you were feeling on day one when you initially thought of the concept of starting a podcast? So I, um, you, I used to have an hour long podcast with two other females and you know, it was an hour long and we mm-hmm. used to just talk about all kind of stuff. And so Manny always wanted to participate. Like he wanted his own show, and, you know, how to do it and all this stuff. And so it kind of took a back burner and eventually, you know, due to scheduling and conflicts and all that, you know, the other podcasts that I was a part of just kind of disbanded. And so he and I just found we're two creative beings and like we needed an outlet and although i work in television i am not exactly in a creative role and he in his job he's not in a creative role and so we just figured this is this is perfect like if we're gonna do it though we have to do it no talking about it let's do it and so of course he told everybody and so it was like oh shit. well that's part of marketing right it's like just to make right. sure yeah. hey, you gotta well, listen to me yeah we also hadn't had an episode we didn't even put any thought into it i was like oh shit i guess we really have to do this <laughs> it's like you're putting yourself out there like now yeah you have to do it. <laughs> and so with that it was like okay sure we're gonna do this and so um you know i was freelance at the time so it was in right. between jobs and i was just doing this deep dive of like all right i found a host that we'll be able to you know host our podcast on and it's super easy and we'll be able to do this and setting up pages and doing all that and um we decided the first episode was gonna be 
uh, us talking about the VMAs. It was 2018 VMAs and we watched it and it was going to be basically a post show of what we thought about it. And it was... Here is a quick word from our sponsor for this particular podcast. Hey there, how are you doing today? I just want to give you an opportunity to see if your business and services can help our listeners who are entrepreneur and small business owners who are looking to find ways or product or services which will help them streamline their business by saving them time, money, and more importantly, be more profitable. If that's something your business can offer to our listener, you definitely get back to me or get in touch with me where I will share with you how you can sponsor this show. You can go to this URL, which is markkumar.com forward slash contact. There, just fill out a little bit of information about yourself and your business, and we'll see if you and I are a perfect fit for this podcast. If you, we are a good connect, then you could definitely sponsor this. And I hope to talk to you soon. Take care. All right, I want to share something really amazing with you. If you have been thinking about getting into podcasts, you should definitely take the plunge and go for it. And if you have been podcasting for a while and your hosting company is giving you a hard time because every time you put out a podcast and you get popular a lot of people listen to it a lot of people want to download it your hosting company tells you hey you need to upgrade to a next available plan in which you have to put out more money out of your pocket and if you're ready to ditch your current hosting company you should definitely check out simple podcast cloud and the reason why you should check out Simple Podcast Cloud is because they offer everything unlimited. You get unlimited shows. You get unlimited episodes. You get unlimited bandwidth. You get unlimited storage. Everything that you want, they have. And I promise you, once you start using them, you're going to be like so glad that you have made the switch. You definitely check them out. Once again, the company name is SimplePodcastCloud.com. Now back to your podcast. So exciting because it was the first of all, the VMAs haven't been excited in a very long time. And so while we were watching it, we were excited because we were like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about this. And we were like making jokes and we we're like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about this. And what the hell is this about? And so as soon as the show is over, we like went into the bathroom because that's where we record our shows. Hence the name. Okay. Of right. Right. And we went in and we were like so excited and we were laughing. It was just this very it was a high almost. It was this high of like, oh man, all everything that we're saying right now, we're launching into the universe. Yeah. And all five people who are deciding to listen to it are going to listen. And my friends who did listen would text me like, oh my God, you pronounced the name wrong. And how haven't you ever heard of this artist? And oh my God, they're so right. Like it, it was exciting. And it, it's almost like this rush and you become addicted to it. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. Well, you got to make sure the next one's even better. And hearing people's comments, knowing that they heard the episode was probably the most satisfying thing. Knowing yeah, that at least they like they actually like, listen to it and they like they actually and like, have something pulse. to say about it exactly that's another thing like the first thing is they listen to it which is great like yeah. when yeah, i first yeah. listened to my part when someone listened to my part I'm like awesome that's awesome and then they give you feedback that's the one i see on the cake it's like wow like oh so you you heard what i said <laughs> <laughs> so um, you weren't just kidding old, that yeah, when I you said that friends they um that they I, they wanted to start a podcast just out of listening to ours and wow. I told them like the hardest thing is just is just starting 
It really right. is. Exactly. You know, just pressing record and just doing it. And so I think that's really the reason that we went for a 10 to 15 minute podcast because we told ourselves, let's at least start slow. There's some that are going for like 20 or 30 minutes, a couple yeah. of episodes. Yeah. You know, because right. once you start talking, you really can't stop yourself. <laughs> Especially if you passionate about something that you are like hey i got a lot to say about this like for example for you guys with the vma like i got a lot to say about this crap (laughs) (laughs) so so how do you guys go about like say you are passionate about some topic that you're gonna have like four or five six ten topics that you're like oh i know exactly what i want to say this and after that rush goes away or like you're done with the 10 topics how do you go about finding new topics to talk about on your podcast the problem with me has mm-hmm. always been that I have such a huge net that I throw out. I'll okay. bring in like six or seven. I'll be like, oh my God, so let's talk about this. Let's talk. And then that's why I got, it's great that I got Nicole there with us, Nikki, who she will take away. She'll take away all the things we don't need to talk about. I'll be like, okay, let's land on this topic. I'll be like, all right, cool. Because <laughs> um, I, like we said, that I research all these different things. I'll cast this big net and bring so many subjects in and think that we can take it all in in 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I need somebody who can so, like, so tell me, tell it me, down. So tell me a little bit about your process. Like how do you go about researching ideas? I'm sure, right? You just, I know my, uh, my way, but share your way of how do you go about researching topic and then we'll move on to Nikki because that, that's going to be interesting one. So, um, so no, 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 no. let's, let's let, let him finish first. So basically okay. what, I, what I'm asking is like, how does he go about researching really, or thinking about ideas? It's really a lot of keeping your eyes and ears open to what mm-hmm. everybody is talking about and saying. And I'm not just talking about like on TV or on the radio. I mean, just listening to other people around you. Sometimes I'll be on the subway and I'll overhear a conversation and I'll be like, oh my God, that would actually make a great subject. Or I'll be at work and I'll hear other people talking. And it's not that I'm listening on their conversations, but once I hear a subject, I, before I even did the podcast, anytime I heard somebody say something that I didn't particularly understand what they were talking about, I go straight to my phone and look it up. Like words, if there's a word, I don't know what it means. I'll look it up and then all of a sudden I'm in this rabbit hole where I'm looking up where the origin of that word came from. <laughs> okay. And so once I think to myself, you know what? I spent about 20, 30 minutes just looking up this subject. This is going to be a topic. <laughs> okay. Oh, so and just so I can summarize your uh, marketing research part of it, I guess that's one way to put it, is rather than you going online, you actually go into the physical world where people actually are talking about this. You definitely have to because if you're just going to, if, if, if I were to just make subjects and topics about things that I liked, nobody's going to listen to it except me. Here is a quick word from our sponsor for this particular podcast. All right, I want to share something really amazing with you. If you have been thinking about getting into podcasts, you should definitely take the plunge and go for it. And if you have been podcasting for a while and your hosting company is giving you a hard time because every time you put out a podcast and you get popular a lot of people listen to it a lot of people want to download it your hosting company tells you hey you need to upgrade to a next available plan in which you have to put out more money out of your pocket and if you're ready to ditch your current hosting company you should definitely check out simple podcast cloud 
And the reason why you should check out Simple Podcast Cloud is because they offer everything unlimited. You get unlimited shows. You get unlimited episodes. You get unlimited bandwidth. You get unlimited storage. Everything that you want, they have. And I promise you, once you start using them, you're going to be like so glad that you have made the switch. You definitely check them out. Once again, the company name is SimplePodcastCloud.com. Hey there, how are you doing today? I just want to give you an opportunity to see if your business and services can help our listeners who are entrepreneurs and small business owners who are looking to find ways or product or services which will help them streamline their business by saving them time, money, and more importantly, be more profitable. If that's something your business can offer to our listeners, you definitely get back to me or get in touch with me where I will share with you how you can sponsor the show. You can go to this URL, which is markkumar.com forward slash contact. There, just fill out a little bit of information about yourself and your business, and we'll see if you and I are a perfect fit for this podcast. If you, we are a good connect, then you could definitely sponsor this. And I hope to talk to you soon. Take care. Hey there. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You could have listened to anyone else, but you chose to spend time listening to mine. And I truly appreciate that. And it is absolute honor to have you listen to my podcast. As a way for me to say thank you to you, please go to Mark kumar.com forward slash gift there i have something really special for you that is going to help you and your business go to the next level now back to your podcast right so you have to listen to what the world is talking about and that's why i say not just tv or radio and stuff and not just social media like you have to actively listen to what people around you in the physical world are saying and it also comes down to you have to know what's good for the show and what's good for a digital format of it. And so a lot of this stuff that Manny might bring to the table, it we also gauge it on the kind of conversation he and I have about it. So if he's talking to me some about something and I'm just like, okay, like yeah. obviously that might not be something good that's for the show, but if there is something that's going to gauge a heated conversation between us, which it has, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm like, okay, shut up. Let's save it for the show. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. I'm so fascinated by it. And I remember there was, um, so the creator of SpongeBob had passed away. And Mm -hmm. so we were, it was just like, oh, that sucks. Like, I can't believe it. And Manny actually knew, he, he, I I was reading something and I found out, I was like, oh, he's a marine biologist. And then Manny goes, yeah. So a lot of the stuff in SpongeBob is based off of the stuff that he studied as a marine biologist. And so he described this certain scene to me in SpongeBob and I, in SpongeBob and I became so odd by it. I was like, we have to do, like, we have to put an Instagram video about that. Like the people have to know that there's no way in hell that the average person who used to watch it knew what the hell that was. And so we create, like my whole thing was, I created this whole thing in my head and I was like, we shot it and it was super well received. Like there was people coming like, oh my God, I never knew that. The way you guys shot it, it was just like super dope. But and it came from the fact that I got into this <laughs> rabbit hole. Give him so credit. Give him credit. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it came from that though. You know, it came from this, this just 
hole that I put myself in where I'm just clicking link after link and like looking this stuff up. And all of a sudden I know why he drew the cartoons a certain way and the cartoons the characters would be a certain way, you know? And I'm just like, how the hell did you know yeah. that? I was like, what? I was like, oh my God. That's... And then you think about it, you're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Now the world makes a little more sense. And so, so you know, I think that's also sometimes the struggle is knowing what's good for the show, what's good for a digital content and um, circle, you know, just making sure that we're keeping everything leveled. So, so how do you, Nikki, go about like figuring it out or thought your thought process of what is good for the digital content in terms of thoughts? Why, what is your process? Can you share that? I'm curious. So I, you know, it's, it's digital has been a bane of my existence because we have not been super successful in tapping in to getting the like engagement and things like that. And, you know, we're still new to podcasting and we're, you know, we're still learning what, what's really good content for our listeners. And so the things that we've found are, you know, um, teaching them something while making it funny. And I think the people who know us just know us as a goofy, silly couple. And then the people who don't know us know we can be silly and funny, but also teach you something. And so for instance, with that SpongeBob thing, it was during Christmas time, it was snowing outside. And so what we did, you know, my whole thought was if almost like, um, a nostalgic feeling where you're kind of just reflecting. And so we had Manny in this robe <laughs> with a cup of coffee, with a mug of coffee, staring out the window and having a conversation basically with the camera. Um, and to me, like, you know, it got really good reviews. And so there was another instance we were going to a wedding. Uh, a good friend of mine was getting married. We did a whole show about weddings because we found there's just, all these rules. I don't know who created these rules, but there's a lot of rules when it comes to weddings. And so he and I were, ha- you know, we're not married, but we know a lot of people who are married and we were just kind of making fun of all these rules. And we've been to so many weddings ourselves. Yeah. Right. And so one of the digital content aspects of it came about in, um, was it Macy's? Yeah. He couldn't decide on what suit to wear. I said, F it, get both suits and, you know. Let the we'll, people decide. Yeah, let the people decide. And so what okay. we did was we did a video content where we had five people choose what outfit they thought was best. And then we had uh, Manny come out of, it looked like he came out of the bathroom with a towel on his head and wrapped around his chest. <laughs> and um, it was like a kind of walking, talking thing. And he held up both the suits. And then we had, you know, people just like comment on what suit he should wear. And then it wasn't a grand reveal until the actual wedding day. And so we found that a lot of people like that. They were, you know, they got into it. They got into the voting thing. And so voting seems to be what everybody wants to do. Um, So like it really, the inspiration of just kind of comes to me and I'm always using Manny as the face of it because <laughs> I'm the one with the, I'm the one willing to put my face on it. Yeah. He, he, he's the brave one between the two. I got yeah. it. <laughs> oh no, totally. I, I, I love yelling at him and giving directions. So that's the best part. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it, it really is all about the energy between us when these things come up. If it, if it's not engaging something within us, then we don't feel that the, that our listeners are going to care. If we don't care, why would they care? 
And I think right. the important thing too is once you once something has excited you, you got to hold on to it and you got to you got to do it. Otherwise, like you'll be like if you let it you let it sit in your head and boil over in your head, you're not going to want to do it afterwards. You're going to think, "Oh, it's going to be stupid." It's going to You got to just do it as soon as like when you, as soon as you, we have an, she has an idea for some kind of video content, we have to do it as soon as we have a chance to, to shoot that. Yeah, I go through the same process. It's like if I think about it, let's say more than two hours, it's never going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's never going to yeah. happen. If I, if I think about it and, and it literally it's going to take me less time to do the thing, then yeah. it's going to take me more time to think about doing it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I, and you know, something that happens with us is in the moment, something great is happening and I'll be like, <laughs> Oh my god, we have to recreate it, and then we don't because we're like, yeah, it's, it's never the same. The initial, <laughs> initial thing, it, it is, it is the most unique and and powerful experience when it happens. Like, we think about it from that point of view, right? So, let's say if you go to some another country the very first time, that experience will never be the same if you go the second time. Because the first time you go, they're going to be exciting about every yeah. single new thing. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this thing. Or whether it be the weather, the rain, the hotel, whatever, it doesn't matter. The first time is always the most powerful experience. So. It's so funny you say that because, uh, you know, we went to Coachella last year. It's mm -hmm. like super, we were so amped. We did this whole payment plan for six months and we made it into this whole trip and it was great. Will we ever do it again? No. no. It was, <laughs> we know that the excitement of it, you know, we said, we're never going to do this again. Let's just have the best time we can with it. And that's it. And we won't be sad if we miss any of the other ones. So yeah, it's exactly like that. It's just, you know, it's funny. We had to make that trip worth it too. Yeah. So like we went over there and we made sure to do content. We made sure to take pictures. We gave out stuff. We, we gave out like free stuff to people that were out there. Mm -hmm. you know, definitely. I always tell people too, like if you're going to do stuff for the podcast, you got to make everything worth it. Everything's got to be content. I've got hey, a, um, I've got a hey, sister down in Florida who actually, they, they do their own clothing line and they do content for their clothing shop and she tells me the same thing like as soon as you have an idea you got you got to just do it you yeah gotta do it or you're gonna forget about it you're gonna forget the details or, you get, or you're not gonna do it at all exactly it's like the the world what i call is the unknown world right when yeah. you go to get this unknown world you don't know what to expect so therefore you have zero expectation so when you like for example if i'm when i first created my own podcast i didn't know what to expect what, what it was going to be that so that initial experience itself is very empowering because if I look back into it it's like oh crap I actually did all these silly things but during the process like like the saying goes it's not the journey that matters it's I mean it's the journey not the end destination that matters I guess and it's to sum it all up yeah, it's right. like the, the whole thing is like the from point a to point b but you know you want to go from point A to point B, but what happens in between point A to point B is powerful stuff. At least that's Definitely. my journey. Heck yeah. 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 Do you get a lot of uh, feedback yourself for yours? Yes. Some comments on the uh, uh, on my website where they get people come like, hey, this is cool, stuff like that. And then obviously people who are listening, that's all itself is like great feedback. 
Yeah, just the fact to get listeners is the best right. feedback. Somebody so, press so, play. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So let me ask you, man, you, because you're a creative marketing research genius between the two of you. So, okay. So, <laughs> I, I, guys, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I have to live with them. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you go? Let's say you have idea, right? So you come up with a great idea. That's awesome. Great. So how do you go about finding new guest for your podcast or your guys's podcast i guess it's just not yours well i mean <laughs> it, number one social media is a big thing it connects you to the entire world mm-hmm. if you just go based on like the people you know it, you have such a limited bowl of information you know i have i have friends all over the country and everything but because they're my friends we have very similar thoughts already. You know, I couldn't argue with somebody about, with one of my friends about a certain subject if we have the same viewpoint on it. So social media is a big thing because it connects you to everybody else who has those different views. Um, But the second thing is honestly just going up and talking to strangers. I found one guy over here. Wait, hang on, hang on. You just literally walk up to a random stranger and talk to you And you say what? Well, I'll give you an example. There is a man that lives over here in Ridgewood, Queens, who is starting a chess club for his local school. And I don't know who he is. I didn't know who he was at first. I just overheard him talking to his friend about, oh, yeah, I got the club starting up next week. And I heard him say it was a chess club. And I just walked up and said, hey, you teach people chess? He's like, all of a sudden we start talking about how he's teaching kids chess, how he's trying to make it actually part of the curriculum. We're going to have him on the show later on too. Um, I, the conversation actually started because I told him how Nikki wanted to learn to play chess. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a random stranger. To be honest, like you can't be afraid to talk to random people sometimes. Because well, think about I have- it, the people who are listening to you are probably going to be random people too. <laughs> right, Exactly. Wow, I never even thought about it. just go up to a random person like, hey, hey, what do you got? And it's then you start to go. <laughs> it is a lot of eavesdropping. You know, uh, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes they look at you like, who are you and why are you listening to my conversation? Right, but, you exactly. know, the 10th person is going to be friendly. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because it's like that comes with people who are like a door-door salespeople. Like, hey, you want to you hear like 10 times no and the first yes, like, yes, finally yeah. did it. The 11th time. Definitely. I would I would say as many horror stories as I have from the door to door stuff, it mm-hmm. did help me out with breaking out of a shell. Right, exactly. It definitely helped me with being able to just talk to random people, random strangers for an hour. You know, like I used to maybe have two sentences to say to a person, and now I could have an entire conversation with anybody. You could you could be hauling me off to jail, and I will sit there and have a conversation with you in the back of the police car <laughs> right exactly. like, so, so how long have you been a cop <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very if someone who hasn't done it the first time when you do it it's a very awkward weird strange experience however once you get over that that what you call a hump then it becomes very empowering because you overcome a certain fear like for example i was watching one of the shows uh which is like take place in india this they have this ashram where people students who actually go there to learn a few things right and then part of the curriculum is they go from door to door not to ask for money but actually ask for food 
So imagine from that point of view, like I'm asking for food that I can feed the rest of the kids who are here. So it's kind of like, okay, so what's the worst thing could happen? They're going to say, no, okay, fine, let's move on. But nine out of 10 times when you ask some people in, the, the, in this part of the show that I was watching, like they're like more open to give you things that you may potentially need. In your case, could be just a free advice, money, food, whatever the case might be. But the initial thought of somebody saying no to you as an individual human being, that scares a lot of people. What are your thoughts on that? Well, to be honest, mm-hmm. the whole thing about going up to a stranger and having the conversation, it's not like you could just walk up to the random person waiting at the bus stop. Right. It, if they're, if they, you have to vet the people too. Like even just by first looking, I'm not saying you have to get to be like. So now we're getting into Manny's head. Let's talk about this. Yeah, to be honest, like here's the thing. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if I see you standing at the bus stop, um, I'm going to, if I'm going to try to have a conversation with you, I'm going to make sure that it's going to be a conversation you're going to want to have. You know, I'm not going to talk about veganism to somebody who's eating a cheeseburger, you know, but if I'm walking into a veggie grill place and I don't know what to order and I see somebody enjoying their meal, yeah, I'm going to come up to you and ask you, Hey, so what are you ordering there? Right. You know, okay. So it's like a part, part of prospecting, like have a conversation. Hey, it's for example, if I'm at a Starbucks, Hey, what coffee are you drinking? Blah, blah, blah. And the person's going to answer. If they don't answer you move on. Yeah, exactly. So you do got to move on. You got to, you got to be, uh, you can't be afraid of the rejection. Because right. it's going to happen. You know, people are going to tell you to piss off and not, and they don't want to talk to you. But right. the right people, if you bring the right conversation to them, they're going to want to talk about it. Because let's face it, people want to talk. People have things in their head and they want to let it out. Right. Like, look at us. We're talking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So that's one way to go about doing it. Then you get these people who are interested in being on your podcast. So how do you prepare both of you now you can ask i guess in this case nikki you can go first and manny can go next let me finish my question so how do you prepare for that particular podcast whoever this person that you introduce yourself and that person agree so how do you go about preparing the podcast what do you want to cover and what's in it for the person who's going to be coming into your podcast so nikki your turn so I think one, we have to make sure that the person can speak, right? So like everybody has a great story or maybe interesting, but it also has to be, can we have a flowing conversation with them? So how do you and go so- about finding that? I'm not to cut you off. I'm sorry, but I'm just want to deep dive into it. Now we're getting into like I mean, the we, real amazing we do, we do pre-interviews. And okay. so, um, and that's something once again, I, that I learned within my background is that you have to, like Manny said, you have to vet them. And so one of the ways to vet them is to do a pre-interview. And sometimes it goes really great. Like you're, you're having this flowing conversation, you know, they speak, they speak, um, where they're not nervous. It's just like really flowing. Well, they know what they're talking about. You know, if we're looking for a specific, um, person to interview on a specific subject, we want to make sure that they're knowledgeable about it, you know, that they're teaching us that, you know, and they're comfortable, right, with the questions that we're going to ask, uh, what may be off limits, what may not, you know, just helping us understand a little bit more so that way when we, when it's time to record, nobody sounds like an idiot. Right. Um, and so that's really important to us because if, once again, if we're putting something, something out there for listeners, we don't want them to look like it. We don't yeah. want to be like, well, I heard this on this podcast and they're like, no, well, that was, 
terribly off. Um, so that's one of the ways that I go about vetting, you know, we'll do a conference call and just make sure, uh, for instance, Manny found this woman who wrote a book on divorce. It was kind of like a, a guide on healing and, um, she herself was going through a terrible divorce when she wrote the book. And so, you know, a lot of back and forth with her rep and we finally were on the phone with her and we just had this great conversation with her and we kind of ran our questions by her and she actually, she liked them. She thought they were really good questions. Uh, you know, again, Manny and I are not married, but we kind of, we kind of turned it from a perspective of outsiders looking in, yeah. you know, we both have, we're both, uh, both of our parents divorced. So we know what it's like to be a child of divorce. We have friends who've been divorced. So as an outsider looking in, the whole thing was, how do you help? What's the best way to help, right? And so she found that interesting. And so that made that episode work really well and flow really well. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. You know, we've had our pre-interviews and we've spoken to people. I mean, we've had people who've asked to be on it. And after having a little bit of conversation, we have to let them down. Like, listen, it's just not going to work. Like, you know, we'll find a subject. Because the last thing you want to do is make your guests look bad. You know, because you can make yourself look bad and recover on the next episode. Right. But you don't want to make a guest look bad. You don't want to let them make themselves look bad. Because then, number one, they're not going to like it. And number two, they're not going to share it. Right. And then the people that they influence aren't going to hear it. And also, we don't want our brand to look bad. Yeah. I think when we were first starting out, we wanted all of our friends to be a part of it. And, that, and this is... A piece of advice for anybody doing podcasts. Not all your friends should be on your podcast because yeah. they might not take it as seriously as you do, whether it's a fun thing, whether your show is fun or anything like that. There was one instance where, you know, we had friends and a couple of them were just making fart sounds. And, they, yeah. you know, we were trying to engage a conversation. Oh my God. And they were just making <laughs> fart sounds and being ridiculous. And it was just like, we didn't, I, we didn't publish that episode right away, but I remember falling asleep and I, and I woke up and I looked at Manny. I was like, we can't air that show. That show was terrible. Yeah. Like sleeping on it. I was sleeping and just thinking terrible things about yeah. the episode. And yeah, so definitely, not a, definitely not a good yeah. energy you want to spread out. And I was off. like, yeah. And so I looked at him. I was like, no way in hell that that episode is going out. Like we can't. I mean, yeah. You know, we're very big on not editing the show. Yeah. So speaking of which, like that's wonderful. Not that we know how to do that. But after you have done the episode what do you what is your next step in terms of editing like you said you're not big on editing do you do any editing or you just upload it and off you go or how does that work so what we do is if there is um some white noise or just like uh after we wrap some outside conversation in between or anything obviously we'll cut that out but when it comes to the show we specifically let our guests know we do not edit the show Okay. So, you know, our thing is, this is a, just a natural conversation. You don't edit yourself when you're talking to your friends. And, you know, we allow the guests to make that choice for themselves. If you're comfortable with it, let's have a great show. You know, we're not going to go out of our way to make you look stupid. You know, we'll, we'll try everything possible to make sure that it stays on a positive direction. Right. And, but it, we also, that's why it's very important to us to give a heads up there are people who are very uncomfortable with the fact that we don't edit and choose to opt out. We don't take any offense to that. You know, we totally understand what that is. But once, once the show is done, 
we sit on it for a couple of days. We make, you know, our little promos for our social media throughout the week. And then, you know, we do our episode descriptions. We do the hashtags that are associated with the episode. And then um, usually we would launch on a Wednesday. So if we record on a Saturday or Sunday, that gives us plenty of time to get all the stuff that we need done to, to throw into the mix. And it also gives us enough time to sleep on an episode and think whether if it's up to our standards yeah. to, to publish. So for instance, when we did have our friends on, we were like, we're not doing the show. It just so happened that very day that uh, um, Stan Lee had passed away. Right. And so it was like, okay, well, this is a great opportunity. We're not, now we have enough time to do a whole another show and release that. So have you ever had this happen where you recorded an interview with another guest who came in and then you sat on for a couple of days, like you said, and then you decided, ah, I'm not going to put that on, number one. Number two, how do you tell the person who you interview who's looking for it to say, hey, when can I promote this? So when it comes to your friends, you don't really have to say anything. Well, right, obviously, obviously, right, obviously. But um, the people who are not your friends. Right. So there hasn't, we have been very fortunate enough yeah. that that has not happened. Okay. Um, and like I said, like the vetting system is a very important system. And so I, you know, again, anybody who is going to take that step to ha- like guests are very new to us in this point that aren't our friends. Mm-hmm. So we take it very seriously. Like we, we don't want to waste our time and we don't want to waste their time because yeah. there's nothing suckier than having to say, no, yeah. <laughs> we can't right. publish this. Exactly. this is terrible. You know, it's just, then you're just wasting 15 minutes, whether it be 15 minutes or an hour, it's still a waste of time and yeah. nobody wants that. So we've been very fortunate enough that we, we haven't had to cross that bridge yet. Cause even a 15 minute podcast, it takes a few days to get that ready, you know? Right. Like with all the back and forth of the vetting and with the making sure that we know exactly what we're going to say. I mean, when we, it, when we had the lady that the, the, um, the author that had the book that she wanted to release, you know, we, we had to make sure that we knew what the book entailed as well. So it's not just the 15 minutes of recording. There's so much time that you put into it as well. Right. Absolutely. And that's something that I think people who are just starting out podcasting, they may not think about it because you're thinking, how am I press record? Whoever wants to come on my show, I'll let them come. But yeah. obviously, obviously that doesn't work long term. It may work for one or two episodes because you're like yeah. you're just starting out. You just want to get anybody who comes your way. But right. after after one or two episodes, when you're like, oh, that one, I'm not gonna put out because it didn't sound all that great, or it's not up to my standard, right? Yeah, you definitely have to have standards um, because <laughs> you don't want it to be. You, you can't be okay. Right. With with releasing something that you don't particularly like, you're not that's not gonna flow with everything else that you have because it just it's a blemish. And yeah, you could just be doing it for fun, right? But right. if you're not it trying to achieve something better with it, what's really the point of doing it? You know, yeah, you could just be talking and talking, but people want people who are gonna keep listening, they've now grown to a standard of what you put out there. Yeah. You know, like your listeners are going to, you'll hear it for your listeners if you suck. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Absolutely. They'll they'll tell you in a second. If they love what you have, you might not hear it. 
But right. if you suck, you know, they'll tell you. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, that was horrible. It's like, I guess it, to sum all up the whole vetting system is like the best way I could think of doing it. It's like a, somebody dating somebody. Like when you first started out 18-year-old, you want to date anybody anywhere who comes to your way. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> and then yeah, when you get... I'll say so. <laughs> <laughs> and then come like when you're 20, 25, then you like raise your standard up like this person. I don't want to have a boring conversation. I'm done with it. And then, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you're a guy or a woman nowadays, you want to spend money. You're like, oh, I don't want to waste my money on this dumb right. conversation. <laughs> For real. That, that's so true because you're putting in time. You're putting in your own exactly. effort. Which is like, which is the most... Yeah, exactly. Which is the most crucial currency in the whole world. It's like time is the only thing you will never, ever, ever, ever get back. That's true. So if you think about it from that point out, you want to make sure whoever you're spending your currency on is worth, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. And then when you like move on, then you're in the relationship with somebody who like you could truly be yourself. Then you're like, oh my God, now it's amazing conversation. absolutely like when you have 10 to 15 minutes we want to make sure to get gold right right. it might be a conversation with 10 15 minutes that one podcast but later on if the conversation goes well you build a relationship right yeah and then later on in the future if something happens you need something from that person that's something needs it from you then you're like sure done we had fun the first time let's do it again no so think long term i suppose you know what what are your thoughts on that well, I mean, it's like Abraham Lincoln said, whatever you do, do it well. Right. Or like the great Yoda said. <laughs> try or try not. <laughs> try not to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we interviewed this woman who is, uh, she's a woman who created her own cannabis business. And we had, a, you know, she sent us samples, we tried them out, and we had this great conversation with her just about her journey. I mean, Manny and I are users, but I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about how you don't see a lot of women who are dabbling in this business as dealers or anything else. And so to find her and to know what her inspiration was and to see how it's growing, I mean, that's- As a her, legitimate business. Yeah, too. and as a, as a Spanish woman, I mean, that we were just so like in awe of her. And so like also with that comes going to her events, meeting more like the people, um, other women who are entrepreneurs, you know, seeing what they're doing for their communities, it just becomes even more inspiring because then it inspires you to do it. Not only does it, is it become a long-term relationship? It just becomes so motivating. Right. And the cool thing too, is when you have a guest that has a specific background, when you mm-hmm. flip the subject on them, cause yeah, she, she is in the cannabis business, but what we were actually talking to her about was the fact it was women in business roles in general. Yeah. You know, like, and when a person listens in on a podcast or on any kind of media and they're expecting one thing and they get something else, you know, it, it makes them continue to listen. You know, we're over here talking to her about, about all the, these groups of women that they bring together and they talk of uh, business seminars. They talk about, um, loans and how to uh, start off with a business loan, how to get a uh, an LLC started out. You know, this is what we're talking about, but women in these roles. Right. So, so, so I mean, it, it's important to flip the script sometimes and get people surprised on what you're going to bring out. Exactly. 
So how do you, that's a great point. And my next question is, I know people who might be listening say they will probably think about it as well or thinking about it for a while, but what truly and honestly motivates you to, to continue this thing? I just want to get out of the nine to five work and make it into something that can control my whole life instead of having to get up, go and clock in and then come home and then do the podcast. I'd rather wake <laughs> up and do podcast stuff all the time or do media stuff all the time. You know, it's, it's taking a step closer to what you truly want to do instead of taking a step to the side. Right. How about you, Nikki? I mean, I think for me, I, I work in an industry where it's, I'm, I'm not in the forefront of the creative, the creative process. And so it, it becomes very frustrating because you want to be where the action is. And I think for me, what motivates me is that this is where our action is. This is where we shine and this is where we get to be the bosses and we decide what gets out there. And, you know, it, it's telling ourselves what to do instead of somebody else telling us what to do. And it's just such a great outlet. Like I hate working out. That's not my outlet, you know, <laughs> like, reading books. That's not my outlet, but like this right here is my outlet creating these silly videos, talking, you know, creating conversations, talking with people we wouldn't normally ever talk to, you know, getting outside of our bubbles, you know, even, going to events that we would never go to like Coachella when the hell I I'm 32 years old and I would have never thought in my life that Coachella was just a, like this weird thing that and celebrities right. did. You it know? gives you a reason to go to these things too, especially if you're going right. to use it for content. Right. I mean, we're, we're going to WrestleMania this year in <laughs> April in Tampa. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Yeah. We never yeah. would have actually gone though if it wasn't for the fact that we told ourselves we're going to use it for something though. We're going to make sure that we make content while we're out there. We're going to make right. sure that we use it as a reason to bring people into the listening of what we're doing. Right. You know, it, it, we can't. You can't just. You can't just go out and do something sometimes just because you want it. You get, it's got to be worth it. Yeah, and it also just shows our listeners like it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still have fun doing. Yeah. You like. You used to have fun doing things. Again, WrestleMania. What the hell? Like, I would have never thought. It's going to be just like a Coachella thing. We're going to go once and just to say we did it. And know? Tampa's, you know, hometown. So it's like, it makes it even more fun that it's happening there, you know? Right. Um, and so it just, it's, it makes it exciting. It makes every experience exciting because you don't just have to repeat the same thing to 12 group of friends. You get to just blast it out to anyone and everyone who's listening, who is there, who wants to be there, who now decides that sounds like a lot of fun next year i want to go and the relationships right. excite me about it too because now right. anytime we go to an event where we know we're going to do something for content wise for the show i'm excited to meet people i'm excited to ask them why they're here i'm excited to exchange information and say hey look let's have you on the show if they end up being yeah. interesting right and it, it excites you more to get out into the world and you know the way you currently just literally express that, I don't, I'm not really seeing you, but I can feel the energy that you guys are like on cloud nine because the way you express it, your energy level, your tonality, it's like you cannot, no one can ever steal that from you. That like, yeah, that, I mean, powerful it, stuff. it can get, there is another side to it though. I think, you know, wanting to get more listeners and, and social media and the no. likes and the followers does have a downside to it. And, right. and yeah, it's work. And so when you're not succeeding and r rising those numbers, you, you do 
kind of, I, I mean, I don't know about me, but I definitely feel down and out about it. I feel like maybe I'm not trying my best. Like I'm like racking my brain about it. So right. this, although it like gives us this wonderful high, it definitely brings us to a whole different low. But the fact that we still wake up every day, like, okay, we need to sit down and we need to schedule out the next few shows. And these are the people that we've spoken to that we're going to have on the, it, it kind of recreates this excitement and motivation just to like keep going through. And I think I understand where you're coming from because like you got this high, you create the content. That's great. Right. Then you have this other KPI, you can call it lack of better word, where you got to hit the numbers of your uh, right. social media and you got to hit the numbers of your listener. And if you don't see that, then you're like, down, 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 down. Yeah. Crap. Because <laughs> it's a business at the end of the day. Exactly. exactly. So, so, so how, how, how do you, like for me, I could tell you from my point of view and then you can share your thought on it. Like my initial KPI is like, what makes me happy? Obviously, right? That's like the top for me. That's the top thing. Like if, if I'm creating anything that makes me happy, that makes me feel alive, I'm great. And if one, just one single person listens to it and actually changes something on that person's life, I'm great. And social media and other stuff doesn't matter because those things can change. Like for example, if you have a website, right? And you're Google SEO friendly, blah, 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 mm -hmm. whatever. And then Google changes their logarithm algorithm to something out and then your seo go from 100 to zero percent overnight but yeah. you can't control that right but you can't definitely control your own energy or your own content that you put out i and mean that's i mean if you, you think about it from worry about the things that you can control though right like, you, you should you should only worry about the things you absolutely 100 percent have control over which is yourself Right. Yeah. Like right now, um, Instagram, Instagram, there's a whole thing going on where they took away how many likes are actually on your yeah, picture. Yeah, you can't see. Right. So you exactly. can't see how many people have actually liked a particular photo, which right. to anybody who just regular user of Instagram probably doesn't really care. But, but the when you're people somebody do care. who, yeah, yeah, well, some people like us who are trying to build up followers, it's something right. that like, okay, great. Now we don't even know how many people are looking at our picture. And you know why? I know it, it sounds shallow, but it's actually just helpful to us on the creative process because the more we know, we, we know, okay, we need to fix this yeah. or we need to, or maybe this is what's working. Let's keep on this track or, you know, so it, to me, again, I think with my background, my career those little things are so important in that world that I do bring it into this because, yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't know how. No, not no, no. I, 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 com I completely understand from a business point of view, because at the end of the day, if you're running a business, you want to make a profit, you want to hit right. your numbers yeah. and all that stuff. But I think point that me and Manny can agree on is like, let's focus on the numbers that you have hundred percent control over. For example, yeah. social media, you have no control over it. However, exactly. Cause we're never going to be able to tell Instagram to bring back the likes. It's exactly. nothing we have control over. Right. We do exactly. have control over the fact that we could post more pictures. We right. could put more content. We right. might not know how many people are liking it, but it's up to us to actually put it out there. Correct. But also there's another metric that most people do do it, which you have 120% control over, which is your email list. So if you can get yeah. people from Instagram, Facebook, whatever, opt into email list, then you have control over who you communicate to and how you communicate. Your email list never goes away. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, it comes down to like, worry about the things you can control. And exactly. Don't and worry then, about the things that you can't, you know? Right, actually. So, so 
focus, I, I would always advise anybody who's listening to this or anybody who I mentor or whatever, focus on obviously what Manny said, control things on what you can control. Your email list is the one only number thing that you're going to control. And then some people say like, hey, email marketing is dead. But those people, I don't know if you ever feel that way or if I heard that ever heard that argument it's like if you book a plane right do you look forward to that confirmation email <laughs> Not at all. you know how many people have their phones it has like that red mark that says they have fifteen thousand emails they haven't read right, exactly but that's that's a whole another conversation but the point is the email is never going to go away like your bank statement now everybody's going paperless they send you email through your bank for your bank statement or yeah. your uh, hotel that you book or anything, your car payments or whatever the case might be. So email is never going to go away. So I would recommend anybody who's listening to this, anybody who's going to listen in the future, definitely focus on building your email list. So yeah, we've from, been told that a lot too. That we actually just uh, launched a website. Well, a, splash, a splash page. A yeah. splash page where we can. So which get, which one is that on how people can subscribe to your email list? How do, how do they go about doing that? So all you do, uh, so the splash page is just one simple page. Uh, it's you just leave your, your, your name, your first and last name and your email address and you go to bubblebathstories.co. Okay. So can you repeat that? I'm sorry. What was that again? It's repeat bubble, it slowly for me. Okay. Bubblebathstories.co. C-O. Uh, bubblebathstories.com is an erotic story place. That is not us. <laughs> Do not click bubblebathstories.com. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is not safe for work. That is not us. Um, so it's just bubblebathstories.co. Uh, and you just leave your, your name and your email address and you do have to check for the email to verify. You have to open it to be verified, um, to make sure that you're a part of our email list. And, you know, we're looking the next month or two to just fully commit to building our website where we'll be launching giveaways and, you know, all of the shows that we have and future shows and news and updates and all that. So we definitely have a lot of things that we want to do and we want to share with everyone. Okay. Anything you want to add to that, Manny? Um, other than the, that website, I mean, that website has been, good to get people to just start giving us their contact info but as okay. far as people listening and following you facebook instagram snapchat like anything that people are on you know right you gotta go up to random people and just ask them for their snapchat code. <laughs> <laughs> you really do you really just gotta go like what's your instagram you just gotta ask them random people and people are actually willing to give you nine times out of ten their information Right. And you know what people don't want to give you? Their phone number. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> That's yeah. a little personal. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I told my, my little brother once, I, I told him, you know what you should start doing? Because he, he's fresh out of high school when he was in, you know, finding girlfriends and everything. Mm -hmm. I told him, you know what you should do to be, to be unique? Don't ask a girl for her number. Ask her for her email address and see how she reacts. <laughs> I'm curious to know how well that works out. <laughs> so he's good. It, it works, I guess. All right, cool. All right, guys. I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure people who are listening to it, they're absolutely going to go to your website. And what was that website again? One more time. Bubble, Bubblebathstories.co. C-O. All right. Awesome. And I appreciate it. And I look forward to working with you in the future. Maybe we could do another podcast, but all in short, Thank you so much, and I wish you guys much, much, much success. Any closing words for you guys? 
Well, Nikki, first, you can go first. First and foremost, thank you so much for having us on your show. This has been such a great experience and we've definitely had a good time. And I just encourage, there is space for every, don't, there's space for everyone to do a podcast. Don't feel like, oh, someone's already doing a podcast about, you know, Star Wars or astronomy. Like, just do it. Just do it and have fun with it. And just whatever, whatever comes of it comes with it. But, you know, if you want to do it, do it. And I guess I would say, same thing. If you want to do it, do it. And if you are so, honestly, if you're a person who wants to and you're scared and you're curious, ask people who are already doing it. Because you'll be surprised how many people that do podcasts want to tell people how to do one too. Yeah. You know, like it's very exciting to tell somebody the process as well, especially if you've been doing it. It, I've probably helped three or four of the people start their podcasts already just by telling them, dude, just do it. Download this app and start talking. Absolutely. And we have shared ton and ton of information on this podcast. We listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody go listen to Mark's podcast. (laughs) Awesome guys. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you.